Hey guys, here we are at the first NC Fit Collective podcast. We were doing webinars. Now we're going to try a podcast, see if you guys like consuming information a little bit better that way. And then we'll kind of go back and forth and understand from you guys, get feedback on what you like better. Video version, audio version, interactive, or perhaps we just go ahead and create the content and then share that with you. I was with MDV earlier and I was sitting there, I was like, man, you know, if we could identify a few things that we could offer for gym owners and even for ourselves, can we pick three things to really drive more value for our members to improve their member experience? What would those three things be? So we were talking about it and I wanted to go ahead and share the question with him now and then go ahead and answer that. And things that could get involved with the member's experience. Let's think about it. It's coaching product. It's music. It's, you know, does your location have showers? Um, is it cleanliness of the location? Is it having a front desk? There's many different things that contribute to a member experience. But what we want to do now is we want to break down three in five-minute intervals. So all you got to do is listen for 15 minutes. Let's go ahead and dive right in. So MDV, here you are. Um, you know, if you could pick... Let's just say three things to dive into to really improve your members' experience. What's the first one right off the bat that comes to mind? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about. First one that comes to mind right away, what are the vibes when somebody walks into your gym, whether they're a member or a non-member? What do they feel when they walk through the door? Is it the type of gym where everybody is smiling and welcoming and someone comes up to them and shakes their hand and say, hey, welcome to CrossFit or whatever gym, whatever we are named? Or is it the type of gym where we have people walking around with their shirts off, slamming barbells, you know, highly competitive, you're kind of suspect to the person who walks in. You know that there's gyms out there like that. Um, I think no, no matter what else is going on in the gym, if the vibes aren't right, if you don't have people who are welcoming and warm, you're doing a disservice to yourself and your members. Yeah, when you talk about vibes, I mean, there's a few ways you look at it. I mean, if you want to have vibes that encourage if you want to have vibes that encourage shirt off, snatching, craziness, that's fine. But then you either got to go all in that route or go all in a more inclusive route. I mean, think about things that incorporate for an all in aggressive route. It would be music. Is it death metal being played? Is it Little Wayne with vulgar music going on? If that's your vibe, that's fine. Just know that it might not go towards the 99%. Yeah. You know, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit there. I've seen really competitive gyms, some of the best gyms in the world also have really welcoming and warm vibes and i i would i'm going to take a more aggressive stance today on this i almost think it's wrong to have a vibe when you walk into a gym and you feel unwelcome because people are walking around with their shirts off and not saying hello to you yeah and i, I mean i don't disagree with you i'm just saying there might be an owner out there could be who for them the right vibe is death metal music shirts off super aggressive and maybe there's like i don't know one percent of one percent of one percent who desire that but if you're trying to build a business that's probably not yeah. the best way don't expect to grow your business with people who are walking around every day the soccer moms the moms and dads the young athletes the working professional exactly exactly yeah. and so when you talk about vibes what are the type of things that you know a coach or a gym owner can do to kind of encourage better vibes i mean i think you you hit the nail on the head with the first one which is hey if it's someone's first time in the gym they need to feel welcome. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? They only, sure. they only have one shot. Maybe Two things right away. One, smile. That is huge. Your coaches, your uh, Hallmark members, the people who are like define your culture at your gym, 
those people need to be warm and welcoming. They need to smile. They need to greet other people. It can't be clickish. It can't be standoffish. You got to smile. Right. The other thing, super important, and I see a lot of coaches not do this very well, is use people's names. Mm -hmm. Use and remember people's names. There's no better way to make somebody feel insignificant and hey you then hey you if they've been coming to your gym for a long period of time know and use their name yeah you know it's so funny so you know i travel around to the different gyms and i try my best to remember names but i always feel bad because i go to so many different gyms on a regular yeah. basis that i'm just at a point where i'm like you know hey man or hey bro and it's like ah you know and whether they realize it or not i realize it yeah. right and and uh, i went to a jujitsu gym the other day and this guy always He's known these guys for months and months and months, and he always calls them sir. He's like, hey, sir, but I know he doesn't know their name. Mm. That's why he just says, hey, sir, but he just needs to take the time to remember yeah. their name. Because like you said, someone remembering your name, I mean, like imagine Huge. if you went to a coffee shop and someone knows your name, you just instantly feel that connection to the community. Then. Yeah, and don't use it as an excuse either. I hear a lot of people say, I'm not good with names. Yeah. I think that's BS. Yeah, I think you so too. Know, there's a few things that you can do right away, right? When you meet somebody, you are very intentionally looking at them. You look them in the eye, you shake their hand, you repeat their name out loud. That's the first thing. Don't be thinking about whatever else is going on in your day or what you got to do next. Be invested in the conversation. The other thing that you can do, this is an old trick I learned from uh, Ben Bergeron across at New England, is when you first learn their name, immediately have a whiteboard marker in your hand, walk right over to the whiteboard and write their name on the whiteboard. And it doesn't even matter if you're recording scores on the whiteboard or not. You're just keeping a list of people's names. And then you can refer back to that as the class goes on. Nothing's more awkward than you're writing down everybody's names. And you've met this person multiple times. You don't remember their name. You have to ask them for it. Yeah. There's another little trick that I learned <laughs> back in the day to address that too. You find somebody who you do know their name, a trusted member, and you have them go up and you say, hey, listen, you know, I've, I've met this person before. I've, I've forgotten their name, unfortunately. Can you go and introduce yourself and then come back and tell me? That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, in, in a nutshell, when we're talking about the environment, we're really talking about vibes. We're talking yeah. about being inclusive. We're talking about handshakes, smile. We're talking about using names. These things are so simple, yet I, I think they're easy to get caught up and not do. You're in the middle of a class. You're running around. Maybe, maybe this is another reason why you could have a friend desk staff, which was what we're going to talk about later mm -hmm. on. I mean, if you're the coach and someone walks in, you have one chance to make a first impression. Yep. And if you're not making the right one, like we say, you got to renew your members every day. Well, you also have to renew the new lead every day, right? Yep. And if they don't feel like they're having the right vibes, they could leave and, and be done. Yeah, that's a, I mean, it's a non-starter for me. If you, if you have somebody who walks into your gym and they don't feel welcome, you need to address that right away. And I think, um, you know, a close second to vibes and something that contributes a lot to the vibes of the gym is the facility overall. Like what does the gym look like? What does it look like when you first walk in? Is it a complete mess with garbage cans overflowing? Are there papers everywhere? Is there a, a welcome area where you can address and you can sit down and talk to somebody? You know, all those types of things. We're gonna talk about facilities a little bit. I think that this is really important too. You know, the vibe and then the look of the facility. Well, let's talk about how that those those correlate, mm -hmm. right? So if you're talking about vibe, you're talking about inviting, you're talking about you walk in. I mean, think about the, the Starbucks experience. You walk in, there's an easy to know, the route is very easy to know. You walk in, you have your order, someone makes it, then you pick it up, mm -hmm. right? And there's always someone there to kind of greet you along the journey. A lot of times when you walk into a traditional CrossFit style gym, if there is no front desk, you walk in a lot of times, a lot of times, not all the time, it can be overwhelming because there's just so much going on. Yeah. Right? Barbells dropping, kettlebells flying around. 
And so for us, you know, it's really been important to incorporate some type of front desk. And you don't need anything crazy. You know, you just create some little kiosk, little desk. You have a friendly, friendly face there. And then this way, as soon as someone walks in, you know, instantly it breaks it down and they start relaxing a little bit. Yeah, if you for come sure. in, I mean, I don't know if this has happened to you. I'm sure maybe it has. When I first started the gym, we didn't have a front desk. We didn't think we could afford it. And frankly, no one even at the time had even mentioned a front desk. So I didn't have one. And someone would come in, I'd be coaching a class and you want to offer them the best service, but you also want to offer this, this, you know, new lead, a good experience. Mm -hmm. So you're in the middle of class. Hey guys, I'll be right back. You go over there. Hey John, how you doing? I'm Jason. Welcome to the gym. So happy to have you. Okay. I'll be right back. And then you go over here and you're just battling back and forth. Front desk solves that problem. Yeah. And there's some solutions that if you're not in a position to hire somebody at the front desk, you know, you could have a front desk that has a little sign on it that says classes in session. This leaves an email or leave a list where you can contact that person or something like that, or, you know, point them to an area where they can observe and quickly say hello to them. Um, but e even simpler than that, man, like I, I, I'm very disappointed when I walk into a gym, any gym, and I see garbage pails overflowing because that, that, man, that just means so many people have walked by it that day and not given a shit enough to take out the garbage. And then you have somebody walking near your gym on that day and that's the first thing they're going to see. Well, we were talking about that the other day is, you know, when we were visiting some location, we were talking about how, you know, I think sometimes an owner gets kind of numb to some things, yeah. right? And, 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 you know, it happens at our gym as well, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important to have these checks and balances. You got to have other third parties come in and, um, and just share perspective. Like, yeah. hey man, did you notice that like that thing is, but for the, for the manager, the location, the head coach, you just become numb to it. Like that chalk bucket's been knocked over for three weeks. That hole's been in that wall for three months. Yeah. You don't even see it anymore. It's like, yeah. it's like white noise. I think the challenge that, you know, you, you and I, and, and what we want to put out to members of the collective is don't be numb to it. You know, be the type of owner that when you see a piece of trash on the floor, you pick it up. The garbage is overflowing. You push it down. You see it. It's got to go out. Whatever. Be the person who does it. And I think your team follows your lead more. If you're walking by those things, whether or not you're numb to it, you're busy, you got other stuff going on, nobody else is going to follow your lead that way. Yeah, and, and if you think you're doing it to set an example, people realize it without even saying it. Like I was in, every time I go to the gym, I go to the bathroom and I clean it up. Urinal, toilet, I don't really care. I don't tell anybody about it. No one even knows. But I just do it because that's just built in my nature. Sure. You know, when I was working at the traditional gym when I was like, I don't know, 16, I remember talking to the gym owner. I was like, hey man, I want to be an owner of a gym someday. He's just like, we'll start acting like a gym owner today. And, and after that, I started recognizing that this guy, every day when he came in, he'd go down, he'd look at the bathroom, he'd clean it up. He wouldn't go tell somebody else to go do it. He would just do it himself. Yeah. Because if you want to be an owner, you got to act like an owner today. And I think sometimes if you walk into your gym, just take a step back, take a deep breath and say to yourself, okay, if I was a third party coming in off the street, I had no previous CrossFit experience, no previous anything, what would my first impression be? You know, all these 50 t-shirts that are hanging along the wall that are kind of crooked and these signs are like this. What would be that impression? Yeah. And if that's in line with your vision and your vibe, go for it. But if it's not, then switch it up. Such an important point about ownership at every level of an organization. Um, you know, that, I, I can't, that can't be overstated how important that is to have people, no matter if they're your intern, no matter if you're front desk staff, no matter if they're a coach or they've been coaching for you for 10 years, every individual down that scale needs to take ownership and be invested in the process. And it, it really will accelerate the growth of your organization, the growth of a, a, of a culture that moves people along a trajectory and, and promotes a positive vibe. 
if you have people who are just checking boxes, man, it, it usually ends in disaster. And as an owner, you might not be checking boxes, but you actually might be, and you aren't even thinking about it, yeah. right? If, that's a good way to describe it. It's like, you just might be numb to it. You might not even realize that there's so many different things you could be doing if you thought about yourself as a, a if you came in and you really thought about it more so in terms of what is a member experience? What are these people actually thinking about when they come in? It's a great way to do it. Let's talk about one more. All right. How about um, adding value for the full hour or whatever the time limit is that that individual has given you for that day, whether it's 30 minutes, 45 minutes or an hour. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, think about it this way. If you go to, a, you know, if, if you go to a massage therapist, right, and they stop at 52 minutes or 50 minutes, you'd be like, Pissed. hey, man, you owe me a, a prorated amount for the 60 minute is paid for, right? And I think sometimes we forget that as coaches, we have a responsibility on both sides. So if you go over, like Just I, as bad. I historically go over because I get all excited and that's a problem because now all of a sudden you're not, you're not respecting people's time. They might have to go back to work. They might have to go somewhere. Now, you know, 80% of the time, no one's probably going to complain, maybe even 90%, but it's the one or two people who, Hey, I got to go. I got to go. Yeah. All of a sudden they feel isolated. And then on the flip side of that, right? If you're charging somebody for a 60 minute session and you're stopping at 45 or 50, you know, there's this perceived value that, Hey, I signed up for a 60 minute class. I should be getting added value the entire time. Not just like fluff. Yeah. That's the big difference. If you're consistently, and because there's some exceptions where, hey, listen, the yeah. short workout today, we're going to end a little early. We're going to do some mobility after class. We're going to do a finisher. We're going to cool down together. We're going to play a game. We're going to whatever. We're going to community build. That's fine. Right. If you are consistently ending your classes early because you don't have enough content or you can't fill the hour, one, you're doing your, yourself a disservice and you're doing your members a disservice. And like you said, on the other, the flip side of it, if you're going over, you're showing a severe lack of respect for your members and for the coaches who are coaching behind you. You're running into somebody else's timeline at that point. The, the sweet spot really is probably somewhere 10 minutes before the end of class or five minutes before the end of class. 10 minutes is a little long. That's if you're going to do some mobility, if you're going to cool them down, if you're going to be actively involved until the end of it. Right. But I generally try to end my class five minutes before the allotted time. And then in that five minutes, I'm closing with community building, high fives, putting away the weights, all those types of things. Yeah, checking in. What do you have going on for the weekend? I mean, I think a lot of times people think about community building, asking questions in the beginning of class. But what we also need to remember is at the end of the class is a great time. You know, so for me, as people are warming up in the beginning, I'm just like, hey, what are you guys going on going on? You know, just creating conversation But at the end. When they're kind of, because in the beginning, you know the way it goes as a coach, people kind of have this nervous energy. They're ready to get going, blah, mm -hmm. blah. But at the end, it's a great time where people's vibes have kind of shifted. Yeah. They've gotten a little bit more comfortable in the class. And that's a great time to do more community building. So I mean, I, I, I guess the answer to that is, look, whether it's 60-minute class, 45-minute class, 30-minute class, your role and responsibility as a coach, as an owner, is to add value for that duration of time. Yep. And it's not just to fill it to fill it. I mean, I've been in classes where people are just filling it to fill it. Because then people are like, well, now you're still wasting my time, right? But there's, you know, really for me, every day when a member comes in, I ask myself this very simple question. By the time they leave, are they getting a good workout? Of course. Are they having fun? And then did they learn something, mm -hmm. right? And if by the end of the class, I can't check mark all those things in my head, then we have a problem and I need to go ahead and reevaluate and fix it. And the best place to start to ensure that you're adding value for the entire time, use the briefs. Plan your classes. Have your coaches think about what they're going to do when they go out there. Not just be shooting from the hip. Shooting from the hip 
it will work out for you sometimes, but you're going to be caught. And this is terrible that you go with your pants down more often than not. It's not the right thing to do. Well, I mean, talking about briefs, I mean, so for me, for a lot of years, we didn't really have any foundational briefs. And so for me, I would just like kind of come up with whatever, but I would find myself coming up with similar things pretty often because hell, I like imams, I like to row and I like wall balls and whatever. So all of a sudden you start putting in things yeah. that like you get comfortable with, right? And um, I think having designated briefs, designated stimulus, designated timelines created by people who are spending hours and hours and hours on this allows you tools to provide your class an optimal, optimal experience. Yeah, there's no arguing that if you have a brief that's written thoughtfully about what you're going to present and you then go and review it and you plan your class against it, that you will go out there better set up for success than somebody who's not. Maybe in some sort of weird scenario where you're, you're coaching with you know, somebody who's a complete savant and they're just going out there just crazy, right. like can coach a class with their eyes closed. But planning classes for the most part is the best way to ensure a solid member experience. I agree. I mean, I think at the end of the day, look, there's a lot of ways you can improve your member experience. We could dive into a ton of them mm -hmm. on through different podcasts and different things. But ultimately, when someone walks in, how are the vibes? Do they feel comfortable? Do they feel excited? Are they, are they, do they feel like someone cares about them, right? Because once they know you care, if they don't, once they know you care, that, that goes a long way, right? Then obviously, how does a facility look like? Is it clean, right? We have cleaning services coming at night. If you can't afford that or if you don't think you could afford that, that's fine. Just go ahead and find somebody to help out, right? Um, identify clean, cleanliness, garbage, et cetera. In the future episodes, I want to dive into, hey, should we add showers? What, what, what benefit does that actually give or, or not for the amount of money? And then finally, like you said, MDV, look, the timeline, right? 60 minutes. Full value. Full value. Because again, if every day, every single person leaves that gym and they, you've renewed them, then you've done your job as a coach. You've done your job as an owner. Yeah. Can be boiled down. This podcast can be boiled down to three words. Vibes, cleanliness, value. Done. Boom. All right, guys. Well, I hope everybody's having a great day. Keep getting after it. Keep uh, keep uh, joining us here at the NC Fit Collective and uh, keep rising the tides. Thanks, MDB. Thank you.